what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange, a monthly conversation about startups and small business with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your business more effectively. On today's show, we'll give, your, we'll give our entrepreneur listeners an early movie tip, which we think you'll enjoy. We're going to be joined by Matt Rudisol from the North Carolina Leadership Academy to talk about quick and effective ways to set up your own online store and sell your products to consumers. And we'll wind up with our regular Small Business of the Month feature, where we'll highlight a few businesses we've come across in our travels that you should check out. My name is Jeff Newville. I'm your co-host, and I'm director of the Small Business Center at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina. I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller, who is the dean of the School of Business, Industry, and Technology at Catawba Valley Community College. Gary, how are you doing? Doing great. This is a great time of the year. It's starting to get a little bit warmer outside, and then, of course, we're watching March Madness. We're watching March Madness, and uh, that, that means spring is here. That means baseball's around the corner. You know, I'm, I like going to baseball games more than I like watching them on television, but it always does feel like it's, it's uh, getting into spring and it summer. It makes you feel you, like things are getting better and warmer. You, when you can get a dog and a beer at the, at the big ball game. There you go. So, so uh, before, we, before we get to Matt, you and I had a chance to see uh, sort of a cool movie this week. It was called Print the Legend. It's a documentary now available on Netflix, and it's about the growing 3D printer industry. And it focuses, it mainly focuses on two startup companies, one called MakerBot and one called Form Labs, and their founders, and their goal of starting companies to create 3D, 3D printers for professional engineers and designers, and, and maybe someday for the mass market. And uh, really, I wasn't aware of it. We got a, We were actually referred to it by our uh, producer, Chris, who had seen it on Netflix. And, it, and it's available. You can go out today and watch it on Netflix if you, if you want. And, uh, uh, you know, what do you think, Gary? Did, uh, is it a good film for your entrepreneurs to see? Absolutely. And I'm talking to you and Chris and our guest Matt earlier today. And I went in thinking it was going to be good. But I was not thinking I was going to be wowed or something. I was going to come away and say, this is really cool. But I came away thinking, this is really neat. One is I liked the story the way it was done, so it wasn't just pure business or pure industry-type talk. It was a, a story in a, a different ways the businesses developed. And I've heard great feedback from the people that were there to the point of people wanting to buy some of their products and different things like that. So it worked for them from an advertising standpoint. Well, and and if you, uh, you know, I'm I'm I know what 3D printers are. I've seen some in action, but I'm I'm not the techno person that knows how to operate them or or knows too much about them. I don't really know the Ford from the Chevy when it comes to to 3D printers, but. Do you think that we'll be sitting around five years from now and have our own 3D printer in our home like we have uh, printers for computers today? I, I think could, so. Could things, could things evolve like that? Yeah, I mean, things. The price is coming down. Of course, again, I said, got a request from one of our other department heads that sat in on the meeting saying he wanted to buy uh, a product from uh, one of the companies in the uh, video or the, the movie. And I think it's going to be like a lot of things. It started high price-wise, and it'll be down to where we're... Affordable, probably not quite affordable for my house right now, but maybe for the school. 
someday. All right. Well, I know uh, you know our community college budgets are overflowing with excess funds, so we should probably go out and buy one for every department, right? Well, as you caught my last word, maybe. Oh, maybe? Okay. <laughs> I, well, I suspect the prices are coming down. I, to, to me... I, you know, I was sort of going into it with the expectation that I might be overwhelmed with the technical information about 3D printers, and 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 there was uh, there was a little information about 3D printers. I came out knowing more about them than when I went in, but I, a lot of the movie talks about that really goes along the the startup of these companies and and the founders of these companies and how the companies uh, evolve from being. You know, a few guys in a garage or a basement to, uh, you know, getting funding and, and being big time and how the companies evolve, how the people evolve. You know, and it's just sort of uh, interesting that sort of the lesson of the guy that sometimes is the person that starts the company is not always the best person to manage and run a company somewhere in the future. Well, I think that was what was really interesting about it. And they actually even tied themselves talking about wise, who was going to be the wise Mm-hmm. comparing it to Apple, and they broke it out into the different personalities. And you could see how they fit into that. And then you could also see there's a story of what they started uh, is not what they became from people's standpoint as well as certainly the business. I think that was the thing that really uh, was interesting as well as just seeing how the businesses evolved, uh, but seeing how the people evolved and how – I'm not sure that I would say the word change, but that's the word that comes to mind – or how their personalities came out as the mm-hmm. businesses uh, became more and more successful. Yeah, and uh, the one of the founders of uh, MakerBot, his name was Bree sure. Pettis, uh, uh, has a big role in the film, and 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 I and I guess somewhat intentionally, they're always sort of doing some comparisons to Apple and, and Steve Jobs, who is so well known for. His product presentations uh, and how good he was at it, and you know he, he was he was quite the showman, and uh, you know but also if you read about Steve Jobs, he you know he was not a uh, walk in the park to work for exactly and exactly. Uh, and you know uh, and maybe that's what's necessary in in some companies to make it work, but uh, it's not the place that everyone would like to be there. But it certainly takes some passion and belief in your product to make it work. Absolutely. So, anyway. That's our uh, that's our early. You know, we we do a podcast each year and make film recommendations. So this is your early film recommendation. Print the legend. It is available on Netflix. So so uh, you don't have to wait for the theater release. You can just go out and watch it on Netflix. And uh, uh, we we suggest you check it out. So so today's topic is uh, setting up your online store, and we're very fortunate to have with us uh, Matt Rudisel. Matt, how are you doing today? Good morning, guys. How are you? Great to have you with us. Matt owns and operates the North Carolina Leadership Academy here in Western North Carolina. He works with small and large businesses, including Fortune 500 companies. He works with colleges throughout North Carolina, assisting them in business development strategies. He's also a an expert in working with social media and, and uh, has gotten into e-commerce as well. So we're happy that Matt could join us. And, and we're also pleased to say Matt is the first uh, guest that's been on the Entrepreneur Exchange twice. Well, it's because our viewers, viewers, listeners, want him back. Yeah, well, or we're just running out of good ideas, you know. Never, never. I don't know. We'll have to see. But the beauty of social media and e-commerce is it's always evolving and changing. There so, so, so we always have some. It's a fresh topic. It's hard to keep up with. So that's why, and that's why you're listening to us. So anyway, Matt, we're happy that you're here. 
And uh, you know, when when someone is starting a business, obviously, if you're if you have a brick and mortar store, you're somewhat limited in how many customers you're going to reach. But if you can get online, you're opening yourself up to uh, a lot billions. more people, billions, and 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 the world. So, so one of the easiest ways to go online, and if I've got a product to sell, in order to increase my audience. Well, you've got two different questions there. If you've got a product you want to sell, you want to set up some type of online store where there's some type of e-commerce going on. However, you still have to use social media platforms to get your message out. It's just a great tool to market Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, tools like that that can actually, you know, show your product to the world. And if you have a brick and mortar store, you have to really think about how many people you actually are able to see mm-hmm. over a course of a year or 10 years. On social media, you're, you're able to reach that many more people. So it's a great tool for that. If you want to sell online, there's lots of places you can do that. Um, some simple basics would be things like eBay or Amazon, Craigslist, um, Etsy, things that people have heard of already. Um, a lot of those uh, platforms already have a built-in audience. The downfall with that is you're competing with all these other companies. And even when your product is shown, there's competitors' products shown as well. And sometimes people can get lost. Uh, they don't necessarily stay at your location. And that's why um, myself and a business partner have started teaching the e-commerce store, setting up your own store. So a couple of different options here, and we'll kind of get into the, the basics of each one. But you've got the Ebays, the Etsys, the Amazons, the Craigslist, and a lot of other social selling tools. But then you also have the ability to set up your own a private store but you still have to no matter what you do you still have to bring people there and that's where social media comes in so so uh, yeah, from what I, what I think you're saying is if I if I want to go ahead and sell things on eBay Amazon Etsy some of these existing services very well known big audiences but if they're typing in widgets they're going to see my widget they're going to see your widget they're going to see everybody's widget sometimes it could be difficult for us to make our widgets stand out could turn into more of a commodity price type competition. So you can get out there, you're going to get a big audience, but you're also going to inherently in some of these have competition that's going to be in your face. Yes. The answer to all of that is yes. Um, but that's good. I'm glad I understood. (laughs) You're good at explaining it. There we go. (laughs) But there are great benefits to companies like eBay and Amazon. And usually if you have a few items, maybe, maybe one to 30 items that you want to sell, that's a great place to go. You don't necessarily need to set up your own online store just to sell a few items. Um, eBay, Etsy, they're going to bring an audience to you. Um, Amazon, they're going to bring an audience to you. Now, they collect fees because of what they actually do. Mm-hmm. But um, it's such a, a benefit to have the additional customers or the additional exposure. So, so how easy, and, you know, and I imagine the fees vary, but you know, what sort of fees approximately are we talking about if you wanted to set up in one of those, uh, in one of those platforms? Well, let's just take eBay, for example eBay is very easy to sell upon. Um, 
whole lot easier today than it was six months ago and a year ago. I mean, social media, like you said earlier, it evolves. And, and that's really good for me because the classes keep changing. You know, it's always something new. And, and, and just, just to, to clarify, at one point eBay was pretty much just auction type uh, approach, but it's more than that now. I mean, now you, can, now you can set up your products with a set price and people can buy them or not. Is that correct? That's correct. And I think eBay, I'm not going to say they're getting away from the auction side of it, but they're, they're encouraging a set price now on a More lot of main street time market yeah um so it is a true buy it at this price you know see it at this price buy it at this price type of platform um ebay is relatively simple because they have two options now they can they'll sell it for you you just say here's my product and they'll take care of it they have people there that can actually do that for you now if you do that you're looking at probably bringing home around 80% of the sales price. $100 item, you may pay up to $20 in fees. Okay. But they're actually selling it for you. So, you know, you, you're that's paying. Right, like, that's right. Your, your marketing and sales commission is built in to, right. built in there. So maybe you, don't, maybe you don't have your own marketing and sales department and they're doing it for you. But at the same time, you can also do it yourself. And right now, I think it's, um, it's free to list everything on, on eBay. Um, I think you can list up to 50 items a month free, which is a very good, a very good thing. And then when it sells, that's when you pay. Um, and you pay a commission um, somewhere around 3% maybe. Um, and um, then you have to pay your PayPal fees, which is around 3%. So that $100 item, you, you may bring home $90 now. Um, so you, you kind of have to weigh the advantages and disadvantages of what you do. Um, on eBay, they also have stores. And I'm using eBay as the example. Amazon's set up very similar to this. You can sell things on Amazon pretty much free to, to put on, and then you pay some fees in the back. But you can also have your own store on Amazon as well. Amazon's store, I think, is around, um, around $40 a month maybe mm -hmm. and you have unlimited items that you can you can list on there um, you just really have to look at all of the fees you have to look at all of the pricing that they have and see if it's what's the best option for your business mm -hmm. what may be right for one business is completely different for another because business does ebay versus amazon and go to toward different markets like if you're selling a certain type of product would you go with one versus the other well the difference is not like that between amazon amazon and ebay is is not great i don't think i mean they're very very similar um amazon didn't used to sell as much as, as say ebay would uh, but they're coming along they're doing really really well and i know a lot of people who sell on amazon and love it it's a, it's a great platform however if you had more of a craft item or more of a say a handmade item or woodworking something like that that you wanted to sell etsy may be a great platform for you because it's specifically geared to certain avenues mm. the neat thing about all of these sites is that they have tabs on their sites where you can look for certain items plus what you get with ebay and amazon and etsy and um, and all of those is a ton of information on how to sell products better I mean, they're helping you as much as they can. They have videos, they have tutorials, they have eBay University, they have all these different tools that you can actually get in and just um, and learn a lot that way. So you can you can actually 
if you have no understanding of it at all, you can just go there and figure it out really quickly. Uh, that's the benefit of the internet. There's so much to learn there. So, so you know, we're talking about some pretty established platforms at this point in time. Uh, you know, pros and cons of doing it that way versus saying, "Hey, I want to create you know Jeff's own store," so that when people go there, it's it's all about me, and they're not going to see the other guys' widgets, and they're not going to be able to. Uh, you know, maybe it helps me establish more of a premium price or, or not get uh, uh, anchored into pricing from some of my competitors. If, if I want to set my own online store up, how do I, how do I go about doing that? And are there, some, are there some vehicles to assist us in that these days? Well, that's where it changes a little bit, and that's where it gets kind of interesting. Uh, most of our listeners, I'm going to guess, are on Facebook. And if you look at Facebook today, you, you notice that they keep adding things over, I mean, just day after day to try to keep you on that Facebook platform. As a business owner, that's good for you because you want people, your customers, to stay where they are. If I have a customer that buys a book from me, I don't necessarily want them to see similar books and then go 10 different places and then forget where they started. I want them to stay at my store. That's kind of what would happen on an Amazon or an eBay. They could possibly travel from place to place to place. If you want to have your own store, you can set that up as well. And that's what we're really teaching in the e-commerce series that we teach at CVCC and a couple other colleges. There's two platforms that we talk about the most. Now, there's a lot of platforms that you can use, but these are the ones that we find are maybe the easiest, the um, the best pricing, the best customer service, and they're Shopify and BigCommerce. Those are the two platforms, Shopify and BigCommerce. What's neat about these platforms is, is that they also mesh really well with the social media aspect, the um, Facebooks, and um, they, they work really well with them because whether you know it or not, right now Facebook is almost on the verge of allowing people to sell things on their platform. You can do anything you want to on Facebook, but you can't complete the transaction. You can't um, actually pay, you know, pay money. Facebook's not set up to take money yet. I know it's coming, but and it may be here within the next few months. I don't know, but it's something that's going to be on the horizon. So. Um, Shopify and BigCommerce are two platforms that are really good. And you can start with these platforms. I mean, there is a monthly fee, minimum of around $15. But if you want a lot of capabilities, you're, you're looking at around $30 a month mm -hmm. for these platforms. If you want some more advanced capabilities for both of them, uh, prices are around $80 a month. That may sound like a lot, but you're not paying per item fees either. I think that's reasonable to get started. Yeah, I think so too. A, a business to spend less than a thousand dollars on a on a store, right? Exactly, is is fantastic. You know, I had a a brick and mortar store that I spent close to eighteen, nineteen thousand a year on. And that was rent and uh, and electrical. And now I'm spending less than a thousand dollars for a really advanced online store. Plus, I have the ability to market it to so many more people. So with Big Commerce, Shopify, you're able to set up uh, these online stores, and um, 
it's so simple. There's videos, there's tutorials, there's a university from big commerce as well. It's just really, really easy to do. I'm with the band on the mesh.tv features regional music acts discussing their craft and live performances. Subscribe to I'm with the band on the mesh.tv and swim around in the heads of your favorite regional musicians. So if I've got my own, let, let's say I've got my own Jeff's Widgets uh, website out there today where I'm, I'm not conducting e-commerce. So far, I've used it more to uh, as a marketing sort of tool and to complement my, my fine brick-and-mortar store. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'd really like to find ways to, uh, to advance. If I go to Shopify or Big Commerce, can I kind of integrate my website or, you know, how, how, how do I... People are used to going to jeffwidgets.com, and, and I want to keep them to keep doing that. Do so I need a new website, or does it integrate into that, or how does, how does that work? Well, depending on how you set up your website, if, if you had someone design it for you, then you probably need to get in touch with them, and they can add a store tab, so to speak, or a mm-hmm. shop now tab or something like that onto your website. Mm-hmm. So when people click on that, it would go directly to your Shopify or Big Commerce store. Mm-hmm. What's so neat about it also, let's just say you run a business and you don't have a professionally designed website. A lot of businesses today use Facebook. That's their, that's their main platform. Mm-hmm. Well, Facebook now has a tab, it's called a call to action, that they put on your page that you can click on and it says shop now or buy, buy now, online store. I'm not sure exactly the terminology. But you can click on it and go directly take you to, the to your big commerce you or your Shop, Shopify store. It's very convenient. Plus, there's also some integration there that will allow you to not necessarily go to your big commerce site or your Shopify site immediately, which is good because if you're on Facebook already, your products are going to carry over. So what I'm saying is that you don't have to enter it twice. You do it one time on your big commerce or Shopify store, and then it carries over. It integrates over to the Facebook or has a link from the website. In business, you want to make things simple. You don't want You don't want to make it hard on yourself by doing multiple or duplicatable work. Um, I mean, you do want to be, have it duplicatable, but you don't have to, have to do the same thing over and over. So that's why this is beneficial with right. social media. But it also sounds like a pretty seamless transaction for your customers. So they're mm-hmm. they're clicking once to get to your to your store mm-hmm. and and as far as the way that uh, Shopify or Big Commerce works, t- tell us about how that transaction takes place. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I imagine these days everything's very secure, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, what, take regular credit cards, or what do, you, what do you have to do to get it set up and, and moving? You've got so many options there. Um, PayPal is something that a lot of people are familiar with. Um, PayPal, I think, is owned by eBay, and um, they've been in conjunction with them for many, many years. But uh, a lot of people use PayPal, and, of course, they will take the PayPal transaction. Also, they'll take Visa, MasterCard, um, American Express, Discover, this the normal things that we might carry. Um, most of these sites like Shopify and BigCommerce also have their own payment gateways. So instead of using PayPal, they allow you to use that as well. 
you have choices. You can do whichever one you want. If you use their pay payment gateways, then the prices, depending on how many you're, how much you're selling, the prices can be a little bit cheaper, and that's and that's a benefit. Um, if you want to go with PayPal, that's fine. You have uh, percentage rates there. PayPal right now is around uh, 2.9% plus maybe a 30 cent per item fee. So back to that $100 item, you're looking at uh, bringing home about $96 and some change. Mm-hmm. Um, so it works out really well with that. There's also convenience of these, um, these card readers that most people carry smartphones. You have these little card readers like Swipe or um, you may get one from PayPal or anything like that and they'll, they'll just snap into your phone and you can accept credit cards through your phone. It's, it's really neat, it's great technology and they have certain rates that they charge for that. So bottom line is there, there's a lot of fees and rates for everything but it's really convenient and, and really cheap compared to what you would normally pay in a brick-and-mortar store. If you accept credit cards in a brick-and-mortar store, and you should, um, that is just a, um, that's just a convenience fee of maybe three, three and a half percent that you would pay. Yeah. So, so, so the, those fees aren't really going to be different on your online store versus your, your brick-and-mortar store? No, they're probably going to be a little cheaper, actually. And, and just because it's, it's less work. I mean, it's just so convenient. It's technology that we're using today, very similar to the 3D printers. It's just another form of technology. Any any pitfalls that you've seen people uh, uh, have issues when they're setting up their online store? Any any problems or things they should be aware of when they're setting up their their online store? Well, don't don't get mistaken about it to begin with. It's a lot of work. I mean, it's something that's going to take a whole lot of work to get started with. But the benefit is that once you do it, and if you set a consistent plan as to how you're going to upload product every every month or when a new product comes in, um, then it'll work like clockwork. It'll be really easy. It's just like starting your own business. It's a lot it's like of work. Anything else, it's a lot of work up front. <laughs> right. Once you get going, it just can become seamless. Exactly, and that's uh, and that's the benefit of the online stores. Um, it's if you set up a consistent system on how you run it, maybe a marketing plan. Um, it will be easy. It'll be a lot easier than what you're doing now. Uh, the pitfalls that people may experience, I would say just do your homework to begin with because you may not want to necessarily start with an e-commerce store like Shopify or Big Commerce. You may not have enough product. You may want to start with eBay or Etsy or Amazon just to kind of get your feet wet. And I would I would recommend that well, just to begin test with. Test market. That's how right. it's going to work. Find out what you um, what you have. And the third thing is you still have to market. You still have to market your product. Just because you set up an online store somewhere doesn't mean people are going to know that it's even there. All right. You know, I think um, Mark Twain said that anything can be uh, prosperous with the right kind of advertising. And that's the way it is with, um, with online stores and social media. You have to show people um, that you exist. You have to tell people about it. Mark Twain was an internet pioneer. Correct. I didn't realize it that far back. <laughs> he and Al Gore. So. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, so, I, and and when you say yeah, it is a lot of work to set up your online store, I guess I'm just thinking, uh, uh, you know, when, in my in my brick and mortar store, I worry about displays and how products work, but but. Uh, 
uh, you would a lot of photography, I assume, maybe video, I don't know, but, but in terms of the upfront work to get a, an attractive online store, it's, uh, you, know, you, you want to sh have pictures that, that show your product, uh, you want the website to look nice, make it usable, which I, I assume Shopify and Big Commerce, that's what they do, but, but that's the sort of stuff that you're talking about when, when you say it takes work to get it up and running. Correct, and, and they have templates. Um, these companies have templates that you can use, different backgrounds. And um, bottom line is that you just basically have to care for it the same way you would a brick-and-mortar store. Um, you have to make your online store look presentable, look inviting to people. If I go, if I go someplace on the Internet, and I, I'm sure you guys are the same way, if you go somewhere and everything's kind of jumbled and it's just or it's basic. And yeah, it doesn't make sense. Planned. It, it's not uh, consistent with what you normally think about that store, you're probably not going to stay there. You're going to go somewhere else. No, you're going to get an impression that the quality is not necessarily what it Correct. I'd like it to be. First impressions are always, um, always um, important. So you want to make sure that your store looks good. And, and these sites, Big Commerce, Shopify, they'll, they'll help you do that. They have customer service that can lead you through certain things. As a matter of fact, I know Big Commerce does and maybe Shopify does as well. They have a consulting service. You can actually pay them a little bit to set your site up you know, set your site up for you. I was going to ask that question. Is it reasonable? It's Those? it's about three hundred bucks for um, for Big Commerce to do that for you. And, and I, to get I it think, done right, that's reasonable. I think that's pretty reasonable <laughs> uh, so. considering business. And they have uh, different things that they will help you with. But the bottom line is, you're not going to have to pay that if you want to do it yourself. Um, neat thing about the internet is, you can today Google anything. You can look up anything on YouTube. Um, anything you want to learn to do, you can find it. So if you have trouble with something on your store, just Google it. Just just look it up. Um, getting back to um, the question about you know getting people people there, you still have to take it that extra step and market. And uh, that's what we we teach in a social media series. And with the social media series, um, we talk about how you go after certain customers, how you attract customers to your business and where you can go. We, we use something that um, we've developed a little while ago um, that's almost like a spider web of success. It's, um, it's about grabbing customers from different angles and stuff. Um, so um, if you're in the area, come to that class. I mean, I know it's coming up the end of April at Catawba Valley Community College. And um, that's a great series to come to time and time again because, like you said to begin with, social media changes all the time. Mm -hmm. um, kind of helps set me up for, uh, for being invited back because it's always <laughs> something new. Well, it's important to stay up to and be current with what's mm -hmm. going on. Correct. Well, look, you, you, this has been good information. It sounds like if you're, if you're ready to investigate setting up your own e-commerce store and, and want to evolve beyond eBay, Amazon, or I guess complement what you're doing there, uh, Shopify, which how, 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 how do you spell Shopify, man? I, I spell it a certain way. How do you spell it's it? S-H-O-P-I-F-I. Why? That's how I spell it, Shopify. too. Okay. Shopify. And you may have to re-spell it because of my accent, so I'm okay. not sure. 
if they can understand that or not. That's all right. And Big Commerce is the other one that uh, you've worked with. And there are probably some others out there, but those are just two that uh, you've had success with. Correct. So, well, we very much appreciate you taking some time to be with us today. And if people want to find you, where should they be looking for you in the North Carolina Leadership Academy? Well, primarily on Facebook. Facebook is where I spend a lot of my time. It's uh, facebook.com backslash Coach Rudisil. Rudisil is spelled R-U-D-I-S-I-L-L. Also, you can go to ncleadersacademy.com and find me there. Okay. And everything's connected. So if you want to go to ncleadersacademy.com, you can click on my Facebook page from that location as well. And as, as you mentioned, uh, Matt's actually going to be leading some, some seminars for us at Catawba Valley Community College in, in Hickory. So if you are in the area or you want to get to the area, uh, give us a call uh, or, or check us out at uh, sbc.cvcc.edu, and we'll be happy to give you more information about that. So, uh, so thanks, Matt. Now uh, thanks, we're, we're going to wind up with our, uh, our monthly uh, shout-outs to some small businesses that we've come across. And, uh, Gary, what, uh, what's, what's your small business this month that you've uh, well, I teased into? everybody last month, and thanks for letting me uh, go forward. My business month usually is about close to my stomach, close to my heart. But it just certainly got my interest, even though it's not really either one of those areas. Uh, again, I founded on my research done on Saturday morning news talk shows, uh, and the business is based on the premise that one person's junk is another person's treasure. In this case, it's not a stretch. Matt Malone uh, created this business, and he is a professional dumpster diver, and he makes a lot of money doing it. He does have another job as a security analyst. He's making good money there, but he spends an awful lot of time at night uh, the dumpsters behind uh, Best Buy, Pier 1, Office Depot, and will be amazed at how much value is being thrown away day to day. He likes to be known as a for-profit archaeologist because, after all, we know archaeologists study junk and garbage. He believes if he did dumpster diving on a full-time basis, he'd make $250,000 a year, which means he must have a pretty good salary as Mm -hmm. a security analyst. Uh, He says people flock uh, for his small stuff, even though he picks up a lot of big things, and uh, but paper toner that he gets from Office Depot and his suppliers are all our name brand folks. Uh, GameStop dumpsters are a big place he gets it. So the big stuff he sells on Amazon and Craigslist and those type of things, the small stuff, they he has a website just like we were talking about. Uh, so sometime soon if you hear rustling in your garage or at the small business center it's probably me testing out his model on how to make money as a professional dumpster diver all right so so don't call the police or, or no. okay uh, maybe i'll wear a special uniform yeah, okay wear the wear your your orange uniform yeah That's so right. we don't run you over very interesting okay dumpster diver all right company that i ran into that i thought was interesting this month is a company called fuse designs and fuse is spelled f-u-z and i i was looking around on kickstarter and found them there and They've created a new, I guess, smart lock, smart padlock that unlocks via an app that you can put on an iPhone or an Android phone or Windows, and you can operate through Bluetooth. It's called Nokia, spelled N-O-K-E, one word. You might say Noke, but I guess they pronounce it Nokia. 
It's a simple design, uh, silver and black shell. Uh, once you download the app uh, and connect it via Bluetooth to the lock, as long as you're within about 15 feet of it, you just go up to the lock, uh, push a button, and the lock uh, locks or unlocks automatically. Uh, just seemed pretty cool, you know, that uh, because I, I go to the gym on occasion. You might not know that about me, but I do. And if you have one of those combination locks and you're of a certain age, sometimes it is difficult to remember what that combination is, or is it three times to the right, two times to the left, and, uh, you know, it's you can get confused with that, and it doesn't always work, and, you know, it's... Uh, that's can be a problem. So if you want to avoid that, you can consider the this new no key lock. Uh, it's also got a way that you can put a code into it so that if your phone dies or you lose your phone or your phone's not with you, you can still lock and unlock it through this little code that you push in. But uh, just sort of an interesting concept. Uh, Fuse Design was formed in 2013. They've done some other interesting products. They're located in uh, Utah, uh, Draper, Utah. And uh, if you want to find out more about them, you can go to www.fusedesigns.com, F-U-Z-designs.com, and you can learn about their no-key product and some of the other products they're doing, but just sort of a, an interesting uh, interesting concept that uh, we ran across. It really is. It's just amazing what happens with new technology. Yeah, that's right. If you have a suggestion for our Small Business of the Month, please send, email us at uh, eexchange at themesh.tv. And uh, uh, if we use your suggestion, you get the Entrepreneur Exchange prize pack. Which, which is still very, very valuable. Well, I know. And we haven't given it away in a few months, so it's sort of overflowing with the dumpster stuff we dumpster put in there. Yeah, that, that we put in there. So, uh, you know. Never know what might be there next month right. after I do some diving. All right. Well, we appreciate uh, you listening to the Entrepreneur Exchange podcast. Uh, thanks to Matt Rudisel. Thanks to The Mesh. You can download us at themesh.tv or subscribe at the iTunes store. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again next month. Have a good one. Take care. We appreciate all our listeners. been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.